Hello, hello. You are tuned into a brand new episode of Tide Pod. And today we are joined by a lovely woman who is just pretty much changing the game, particularly around the coaching space. So I am super, super excited to be joined by Alyssa Nobriga. And we actually were connected just It feels almost like a lifetime ago. I think it's because I'm literally growing alive in the midst of all of this, but it was really only just a couple of months ago. It was at the top of the year, I think. And ever since then, she's kind of been one of those people that's been in my orbit. And I've been so excited to be able to dig into what's going on behind the scenes. What has leadership looked like for her as a CEO, as a business owner? What have the team, how has that evolved, business structure, all of the great things that we all are honestly really, really nosy about. Let's call it what it is. And so I was like, Alyssa, come on the show. Let's let's actually have an honest conversation about this. So before I dig in and ask you all the questions and get super, super nosy, ma'am, just want to encourage everybody, get cozy, get comfortable, because we are about to give you like full transparency. Let's talk about the real deal. just a quick second to ask you for a serious bit of support. TyPod would not be possible without your reviews, your comments, and just all of the positive feedback that we've been receiving so far. So if you haven't already, please go on, hit subscribe to make sure you're not missing out on any of this good and free content, and also be sure to leave a review. You may think that I'm not looking at them, but I swear to you, my friend, I read every single review and it just makes my heart so happy. So if you haven't already done so, hit pause, leave a review, and then let's get back to the goodness. So Alyssa, would you just introduce yourself, kind of paint the picture for who you are and how you kind of showed up where you're showing up today? Yeah, happy to. And I love that this conversation is not going to be one that you can find anywhere else because I've never been interviewed on this topic. So it's fun for me to share. I'm Alyssa Nobriga and I run a coaching institute. So we are ICF accredited. We certify coaches to both do their own work and be confident as coaches, but also start or scale your business. It's very much customizable. I used to be a licensed psychotherapist turned leadership coach. So really like combining strategy and uh, transformation. So a little bit of energy, a little bit of strategic work. So that's, that's what we do. Oh my goodness. I love it. And I feel like it's interesting because I remember how we connected and we just bonded so much over our psychological backgrounds and whatnot. So I'm curious as you've started to kind of build out this company and really flesh out the direction that you all have taken things in, how that really influenced just like this comp, because you've got like this beautifully holistic hodgepodge of goodness going, you know what I mean? And I'm curious how that's really translated from the structure, just all the details. Thank you. Yeah. So I would say like that I used to be a a couples therapist, so everything is relational. That's really how I orient T 
team the same. So any type of relationship tools or strategies that I learned, one I would say is the biggest leading principle of being a leader is, well, not only leading with yourself first, but also taking 100% personal responsibility for my inner experience. And I'm not such a fan of this hierarchical model. I want to have a team and have people feel that they are equally contributing, that they know their part in the company. Um, so that kind of stuff came more intuitive with growing my company and my team. Some of the more practical, strategic uh, systems thing, not my strong house. So really been hiring and learned the hard way about how important those things are, especially while you scale very quickly. So the, the, the interpersonal, the relational, rocking that, love that. And then this year, really growing a multi-million dollar company and having the systems and structure to hold for myself, for the students, that part was uh, learning by doing and seeing the importance of it by not having it and then scrambling to put it together. And now it's at a really good place, but um, that kind of stuff was not necessarily my wheelhouse and still isn't where I want to be focusing time, but I see the value and I'm grateful to have that kind of support on the team. Oh, absolutely. It's very much, uh, I always say it's like a go slow to go fast sort of situation, mm-hmm. <laughs> especially when we're in the midst of this really rapid scale. So I'm curious, what has that actually looked like? Okay. So let's rewind. So, so the beginning, right. So I was running my company. I was doing masterminds. I was working with people one-to-one high ticket, doing really well with no team, no online presence, maybe working 30 hours a month, profiting 300,000, loving what I was doing. Very simple, very easy. Now I like a challenge. I also felt the call to have a bigger impact. I, my, what I was feeling was I wanted to put my heart in digital form and scale. I wanted to be able to use technology to reach more people. And I still feel that, that impulse, uh, it shows up differently to really scale healing in a bigger way. Um, that's a separate conversation, but I I said yes to the calling and that looked like having my first tech VA in 2017 when I did an online course, moved to an OBM and a tech VA. I still have my same tech VA from 2017, love her. And then it moved into, at that point, um, having coaches under me. And so really being able to serve more people and then I hired, and then I collaborated with another company, Boss Babe. So they had Danielle did team, so I didn't have to worry about that because she that was really her corner. Natalie did marketing, and I did sales, content, and coaching, and that felt amazing because then I got to scale, but just in my wheelhouse. Fast forward, I started scaling on my own, and so then I hired um, an integrator, and so that that was twenty. 20, the end of 2020. And so that integrator really helped me scale with marketing and, and also um, some of the systems, but, you know, couldn't do as much. I needed more support. I hadn't realized that. So then my company doubled again. And um, that's when I just hired a bunch of people to help. And I don't know that that was the best idea because we were just in the, in the, not fire. Yeah. There were some fires where it was like, I need to make sure that the the delivery of the program, because I will never scale so that my clients feel the lack of them being held. So I, in my shadow or what, what I got to experience was bending over backwards to make sure that everything worked out well versus me receiving support. And so part of it was not knowing what I needed. Part of it was not knowing systems um, or not that being my, my wheelhouse and you know, just over delivering. I love showing up for people. I love giving my all. That's the part that I love, which is, you know, having coaching experiences where people feel like their lives are deeply changed. 
And yet my, you know, having not having the structure and automation set up from in 2021, the way that I had wanted it to, and not knowing about all those things that look like me overextending. And so that's a soon. And for me and my kind of personal philosophy and, and model is like, anytime I'm trying to make practical changes, it's, and it's not working. It means I need to look inside. What is my operating system that's getting in the way? And so I was looking at this misunderstanding that I could do it better or that I could do it, or I should do it if I could. So as soon as I got clear with what I wanted, I was like, oh, I'll just do it. Oh, I'll just do it. But if I kept scaling at that level, it means I was going to burn out. Right. And the other, the other thing I needed to work with psychologically and um, just really heal at the root was around receiving. There was some wounding about not being able to receive. And so always, and what I, part of the philosophy that I teach is I change from the inside out. And so although I was doing some of the practical things of hiring and things like that, because there was, you know, my experience is if the ego, the structures of the ego aren't changed, it's just going to replace one problem with another. And so I had to go to the root, which is inside of me. And this is what I teach, but I thought team would be a little bit different because it's so practical. It's absolutely not. So as soon as I started doing the real work inside of me around learning to receive and learning to, um, you know, heal some of those things, it started mirroring on the outside much quicker. And that's when it started clicking with team to be like, oh, I have a director of operations and I have the, you know, and everybody having clear roles and responsibilities and scorecards and coming to the meetings. And I'm like, oh, thank God. That's, that's really what I was needing, but I was never going to outsource that. You know, it was never going to happen from the outside in. Um, I also realized I got to this point in my company where a bunch of contractors at one point, I went from three to 33 contractors within a few months. Uh Uh-huh that wasn't going to work. And so I needed to have employees. And so learning all of this stuff and being compassionate with myself for not knowing, for also knowing that I'm ambitious. So it's not like another thing that I wanted to dive into. I was just trying to hire somebody to support me, but I wasn't going to be able to do that unless I had healed that inside me. I did have a dear sister of mine who is in my certification program. She's my head coach. And she stood there for me in a way that was so healing and so corrective. It was so, it was one of the highlights of my year, her ability to be a stable support, even if it looked messy and help me set up the first full year of that program and to, and for me to feel held within it and to know that, you know, when people say there's nobody that's going to want your company the way that you do, she did. And she showed up for me the way that I was wanting somebody to show up for me. It was like beyond my wildest dreams. And I'm so grateful for her. And I, and should we align on so many levels? And for me, what's really important is both talent, but also soul alignment, meaning like we're, we're bought into a bigger mission so that the company is serving a deeper purpose. And part of my company's mission is to help people wake up to their inherent wholeness, to know that they are beyond worthy and from there create the life that they want. But she gets it in a deep way. I met her when I was in a master's program in spiritual psychology. So there's a deeper uh, alignment there, but you know, I learned so much around team and myself and conscious leadership in a way that it translated that I will never go back because of the learnings and the initiation I got from this year. And I'm also really grateful for, but now I know how to make sure that the things are being done in a way that feels good for me, not just the talent, but also the energetic. So even the the very practical specific things that I'm like, oh, it's just, I can just hire somebody good. It, it, to me, I know in, in relationships, I would never just be like, oh, when you find the right person, it's like, no, when you become the right person, 
you're going to attract that. So I needed to really step into, and I, that was part of, yeah, again, my initiation this year. Wow. First of all, yes. Okay. <laughs> I, I love the conversation that you're bringing to light where it's really this pairing of, like you said, the practical, but also more of that intuitive self. I, the way we frame it with my clients is like, you need to lead yourself first. And I, I think that that's such a powerful thing for you to bring up. And I'm curious as you did some of that inner work and as you did some of that healing around, you know, receiving the help and being, and being receptive to those things. Yeah. One shift I heard you say is, you know, we went from, what was it? 33 contractors. And we were like, Ooh, that's not going to work. Right. But I'm curious how else that really manifested in some of those practical decisions, because mm -hmm. I think it's really valuable for our community to hear, like, this is, this is Alyssa's path. This is what worked for her, for her personality type, for the way that she shows up and wants to operate in the world. And it can kind of give people like a little example but to be clear, y'all, this is, this is her path. So yeah. I'm not saying go out and try to replicate and recreate <laughs> all of the practical team decisions that you're going to share, yeah. but I would love to hear how that has actually translated. Yeah. And I do recommend everybody do their own inner work, whatever that is for you, because my experience is, and this has been true in every area of life. Somehow I just didn't fully see it with team and that blind spot, you know, life gives us feedback. Life was giving me feedback that it wasn't working by trying to hire quickly and not have clear roles and responsibilities or, um, you know, things like that. And, uh, but for me, I, I really helped heal some of this in couples work. So I, as being a former psychotherapist with couples, I value not even when there's a problem, but continuously doing the work so that it's optimized that I'm literally living my best work, either with a coach or a therapist or, or, a book or something. And so I got to heal some of this in relationship with my husband. And from there, it was just much easier than to, I was still taking the action, but I hadn't really let it land. So here's how it manifested for me. It was like, I delegate something and I didn't trust it was going to happen, or I didn't trust it was going to happen at the level I wanted it. So I'd check in and that kind of anxiety would create inside of me. Well, it created an anxiety inside of me, but it also created, I think with and I'm imagining, I'm just making up a story with somebody that I was working with. Like, I would imagine something like, do they trust me? Uh, you know, feeling like, um, yeah, like I want I, my, my intent was for them to feel like they could own it and run with it. But if I was checking in with them often, then they weren't going to have that. And there was different levels of uh, leadership. So some people actually did need that and other people felt st like stifled by that. Right. And I'm making, I'm saying other, but I'm thinking of one person. And so it, I needed a minute for me to watch my own checking in of that and also just transparently sharing. So we're a professional development company. So of course I love honest feedback. I genuinely ask for feedback. I ask for it from students. I ask for it from team. I love optimizing and growing and I can hear it without taking it personal. And because I genuinely care about offering the best experience that to me tells me how I'm going to be able to grow personally and professionally. So I have an ability to, to take the feedback and I, anybody that can create that for themselves, I think is going to thrive and get even you know better as whatever their craft is. Um, but I stopped needing to like check in and I, I, I was able to vulnerably and honestly share, this is my wound or this is my worry and collaborate to say what makes sense for both of us. Or, you know, maybe we do like scorecards and I just give you a test for 
you know, one month, how does it go like that? So it's just open communication felt like it helped, but healing it and then open communication. But you, cause my experience is you can't just start setting up or hiring the right people. And then it works. It genuinely, uh, even if you have the right people, they won't feel like the right fit because there's another opportunity for healing. I think life is intelligent that way. Oh, absolutely. I mean, if we can't express who we are and how we show up just because that's a blind spot for us, how are the people supposed to meet us where we need to be met? Yeah. It's kind of messy. I would love to hear from you since we are very open to feedback and feedback is a gift around here. What's a piece of feedback that either surprised you or kind of opened your eyes in the last year or so? I mean, one that comes to mind that I was just sharing with my team today before we got on this call was that I don't always know how to give clear direction for what I want. So I didn't know that. And so sometimes I, now that I tell my team that I'm like, oh, I don't know what I want, but I'm going to start sharing. So you can help me identify that. And once we're clear on that, take a stab at it for a little bit, I'll approve it and then run with it. So now I learned that like helpful. And I love hearing that feedback. Um, Another one was um, just hearing there was something else. Oh, another, another point of feedback that I really like is just learning about different personality assessment tests to know how to really hire and help the, the team. So I did Colby a test. I learned that I'm a quick start and then I, it, I quickly run with it, but then right before pulling the trigger for the final thing, I, I take a second check just to make sure. And then I go. So that's helped me in my relationship with my husband because he just, he's an investor. He jumps and grows wings on his way down. He like bumps into things and that works for him. <laughs> Whereas like my team can then tell me a lot of detail. And I'm just like, I don't need that level of detail. I just need high level. I'll make a decision, run with it. So even, even learning about my personality with the Enneagram, I'll hire based on that. I'm right now learning about human design, um, all of these different things. I think the more we understand about our personality, not who we are very separate or conditioned self versus our unconditioned self. Understanding about our personality can help not only the team as a whole, but can help us then communicate what's important to us, what we need. And so it sets it up for success. So a lot of that kind of learning has been really helpful for me. Oh, yes. We, we love a good personality um, yeah. you know, over here. So for those that are curious and nosy like me, which of them, which of them have you taken? What do you like? Give us all the profiles. Okay. okay. So <laughs> I love the Enneagram. That's my absolute favorite. I am. And I teach coaches how to do it with sales, how to coach their clients better through it, how to um, be a coach of each type. So they're looking out for their blind spots, you know, like sevens, the enthusiasts can be overnight experts. And there's a lot, they're great with sales and attracting clients. And so just like knowing that there's a, there's shadow and light and a full spectrum for all of it. And the more we do our work, the easier it is. I I'm a three with a two wing. So I'm an achiever with a helper. So I like, so coaching is perfect for me. I like to achieve things and help other people do it. It feels like a sense of alignment and purpose. I don't know too much about Colby, but it was really insightful when I learned it about myself. And, and when I hired, um, there was a, some type of recruiting company that used it. And I was like, oh, this is really helpful. And they were looking out for who would be a good fit for my team, who would be too far away, you know, too caught up in the details. I'm, I also I'm learning about the human design right now. And I know this is like a big hot topic right now. I'm also interested in the gene keys, which I haven't dove into quite yet, which is a similar line. Actually, the gene keys, I think come the human design comes from gene keys is what I'm hearing. I'm again, I'm just diving into this. I'm a generator. 
And so I definitely have the motor, the, I can keep going, you know, being a three achiever and a generator, like that can be definitely, um, I can outwork people for sure. And that's not, you know, my intention. I, I, um, I really love what I do and I feel lit up when I'm coaching and I can coach all day long. Um, and then the, what was the other one that I, so Colby human design and the Enneagram are some of the bigger ones that I've been playing with. Yeah. Oh, love it. And in this space in particular, cause I, I talk to people about Enneagram is my thing as well. So yeah. I, I ask people that all of the time and threes are very heavily represented in the entrepreneur community. For sure. Threes and sevens, right? Because seven's like threes and sevens. I love being a three or seven. I'm a five, by the way. (laughs) Oh, I love fives. I wish I had more five. There are, I I find very few fives in this space. When I find them, I'm like, oh my God, you understand me. This is amazing. Yes. yes. But not not a lot of us. And I understand why. (laughs) What if finding your next dream hire suddenly became easy? Dare I say it, it is 110% possible. Enter my baby, Dream Hire Bootcamp. Dream Hire Bootcamp is your advanced hiring method to help you choose the right person for the right job, even if you've been burned by a bad hire before. This program was designed because you deserve to hire someone who gets it, you and your business. Your company has officially outgrown your days of winging it, of showing up to those interviews without interview questions prepared, of not following a systematic, tried and true, research-backed process. No, 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 no. Now is the time to utilize a strategic hiring method and build your dream team once and for all. All you have to do is go to tianatai.com slash DHB and you can get started today. But I would love to hear a little bit of insight mm-hmm. as it relates, like, let's dig into Enneagram because we're both very familiar with that. Um, yeah. But if you want to give some flavor from some other things you have learned, feel free sure. to throw it in. But I would love to hear just about maybe the biggest opportunity that you see in regards to how you can show up as a leader mm-hmm. based on some of that three energy. Yeah. Well, okay. So part of the shadow of the three, and this is, I would say the core of my work is about, again, helping people wake up to their inherent wholeness, their inherent worthiness. And so I think that is uh, the shadow of a three is to try to perform or achieve in order to get uh, love essentially to get validation and feel accepted. And so I make it clear within the, the work that I do, because that was my core wound. It became my core gift. It was like, oh, the very thing that hurt me freed me that I'm, I realized I woke up to that who I am is so much bigger than any definition the mind could put on me as good enough or not good enough. And what a gift. And so really helping teach my students and help them embody the, the deeper gift around whatever their Enneagram type is that also shows up with the team. So I'm going to, I'm going to slant it a little bit and then we'll come back. But I really do like using the Enneagram for hiring as well. And not to have a pre, a bias about, hey, an eighth, quote unquote, a challenger. I wouldn't hire them for um, inbox support or customer service. It's not necessarily true. So I'll just hold how integrated are they? How much work have they done so that they can really communicate language that is yet maybe direct, but kind and doesn't uh, confront people in a way that doesn't feel safe. So I would be looking or asking specific questions if I'm interviewing for different roles. 
and thinking that through and just making sure that I'm looking at their core desire and their core fear to make sure that they're in the right role for the right, for the company's needs. Um, so that I think, it, and I've learned so much about hiring and if it's helpful, I'm happy to share some of the, the hacks that I've learned about it because I wished I would have had, you know, some of this earlier on, it could have saved me a lot of time. Um, but in terms of, you asked the question in terms of the Enneagram and how that shows up with me as a leader, mm-hmm. I think just having compassion. I think the, you know, even as a psychotherapist before, it's like the more I hear somebody's story, the less judgment there is, the more humanity we see through. And it's like, oh, of course you were doing that. You were, you know, that was an innocent part of you looking for meaning or looking to feel loved. And so I think the more we do our work, the more compassion we feel for our our team and our clients. Um, And we have space. Instead of trying to judge these parts of ourselves, we embrace them. We know that that's not who we are. And when we judge it, we're stuck with it. So rather embrace it and, and integrate it into our lives and it no longer has power over us. So the same things that show up in the coaching space, show up with team and show up, I guess, how I lead really. Absolutely. I love that. And, um, when I speak to other threes and I've heard this a couple of times, it's been brought up to me in my inbox many a time, but I would love another three to speak on it is about that shadow. And while it's, it's like you said, it's the shadow, but it's also the skill set that like has freed you and been really amazing Mm. is that like that motor <laughs> that we can only just describe as threeness, right? Like y'all are, y'all are incredible to be clear. I love it. I'm just like, wow, how the heck do they get so much done? But yeah. I've heard a lot of threes express almost, I don't want to say it's not guilt or shame. It's um, almost a fear of making their team members feel unnecessarily pressured because mm y'all tend to be so productive and to other people's perceptions, it's like hyper productivity. And so I've, I've heard people chat about just like, I'm not trying to make them feel like they're not doing enough, Mm -hmm. but I also don't want to stifle the fact that I have this motor and I can do a lot. You know what I'm saying? So I can do it. And I, yeah. And I love to hear you speak on that experience and like what that's been like for you to work through that. Yeah. And this is beautiful because the same exact things that I teach my coaches around how to coach each type show up with team. So for me, for me as a three, yes, needing to check my own patience and communicate around clear agreements, not having unspoken expectations around the role and responsibility. So just to open communication, what feels doable? What supports do you need for this? When can you, this be done? And so that there is that that dialogue and also seeing what people excel at, because there are other things that they'll, they're going to excel at that are going to take me a lot longer. And, you know, I'm humble enough to, to, and I want the support to be like, great, run with that and then come back. And there are people on my team that can do it quicker and better. And I'm like, please. Yes. And so, but I do have to watch this misunderstanding for both clients or for myself that they can they have the same type of energy. I call it more alignment. When I feel aligned, I just go. And for me, writing takes me longer. So knowing about myself, but also just, you know, having compassion for, uh, and understanding what, what my team does well and who does it best. And if they enjoy that, then I'll just always offer them those things so that they're really working within their wheelhouse. But I do have to check myself around unrealistic expectations and have clear conversations so that there's agreements rather than expectations. 
Oh, yes. That expectation setting is absolutely everything. (laughs) It is, look, you can have the best people on your team, but if those expectations aren't in alignment, it's just miscommunication central. And feelings are getting hurt for no good reason. Totally. totally. And I really loved, I asked in my intake form for people that I hire on my team. It's like, I asked them what their love language is because I love hearing what that is, you know, and I, I, mine is service. So everybody that works on my team, I'm like, I love you. Thank you. And I'm very vocal. And so words of appreciation are also part of that for me. So um, I'm vocal about it and, and being able to help people feel seen and celebrated and acknowledged in the community is also important. So, um, you know, having, supporting them and having that, their own mindset about that, but then also demonstrating that within the team is something that I've cultivated so that they, they feel celebrated and they have their part. Oh my goodness. I love that you brought that up. Literate. So workplace appreciation, AKA love languages for those who have never heard it translated into the professional context is one of my favorite things to bring into the team. So I'm, I look, I'm a bucket of curiosity today. I would love to know and be super happy around whether it's Enneagram, uh, workplace appreciation, AKA love languages or any of the other areas. Are there any team members and you don't need to share their name or anything like that. Are there any team members who are almost like quote unquote polar opposite or exist in one of your blind spots? So for example, um, with love languages, if acts of service and words of affirmation are very, very high for you, perhaps for one of your team members, they like gifts and, uh, Right. They like gifts. That's their number one. Yeah. Maybe gifts is like your number five. So it's blind yeah. spots sitting over here. Yeah. So do, do you have any of those where it's like, oh, you, you live in my blind spots? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, that was my husband actually. His really? was much from a Mexican, you know, culture. And so for, for me, it was like, I learned over that you, you can develop that as a love language. Those aren't set in stone like the Enneagram is. So what I like is if it's gifts, it's easy because we have a virtual company. And so, and a game changer was actually, and if anybody's listening and you have not met your team in person, either a retreat or just connecting through somehow like being able to meet physically sets a deeper relationship that I could never put words to. Just recently, I had my director of marketing move flying from Hawaii to Miami and she stopped over in LA and I was like, stay with me. I'm just, I just did like set her and her husband up, just like took care of them. And it felt so good. And like, it just dropped us in, in a way that interacting through virtual world could never offer us. And it just set this deeper love and relationship. So that was a game changer, but you know, with gifts, you can, you can send them things for their birthday or just like cards and acknowledgement of flowers or whatever it is. And with touch, I think that's probably the hardest one. Uh, especially with a virtual team. So you do have to kind of improvise, but I I think that I've developed my range because my least favorite one or my least developed one was touch. And now being with my husband for almost 13 years, like I I've, I've developed that muscle a lot more intentionally. So I'm pretty good at it, but yeah, you have to, you have, I literally, before I would go to bed, I would write touch Emilio, my husband. It was like, literally. And so I check it off my list. He's like, you can't do that, but I needed to do something like that. And over time, I just now I, I, every time he's talking to me, I'm just touching him. I'm looking at him. So he feels loved because it, it goes in so much easier and you want to be able to speak to the people you care about in a way that is going to land. Oh, yes. I love the fact that you brought up meeting people in person. Mm-hmm. 
book, y'all. I'm not even going to say if there's one thing you can take away from this conversation, but that is like top three that you can take away from this conversation is especially if the world is acting right at the time you're listening to this, y'all know what I'm talking about. If the world is acting right and you can get everyone in person for any sort of retreat, whether it's going to be strategic business focused with a little bit of fun or all fun with a little bit, I don't care. Mm -hmm. In person, it's just different, but I feel you so much on the touch. Let's be clear. That's my husband as well. And so we've been together uh, 10 years in February. And so I also developed that muscle. So that's a fun one. But um, it just reminds me again, you know, all of this translates like you were talking about back to relationships, right? So in my personal relationships, let's be clear, like it took intentionality and it took time to learn and really settle into my understanding of what the people around me needed from me, right? Mm -hmm. So like my best friend is an Enneagram for the emotion. Oh my goodness, right? The the melancholy, like all of it. It took time for me to really understand how she operates in the world. Mm -hmm. And I just wanted to kind of bring that to surface Mm -hmm. to the conversation because I feel like when we get into this professional teams conversation, we want to rush all of that development. And it's really hard to do virtually. It's 10 times harder. Let let me just call it what it is. And I specialize in virtual teams, 10 times harder to do it virtually. It Mm -hmm. still takes time to do it in person. So that's why I love, it is like the quickest path. (laughs) You have to invest the time to start to get to know each other. Exactly. And I was thinking about this, ironically, I was like, oh, we know even with dating, it's like, you've got the onboarding of dating of like really learning somebody in their style that's new. And so, but the same is with team. So like, yes, there's the onboarding, like the 90 days of getting an, an understanding of the company culture of the personality types and how they fit in and how to communicate. My goal is to have a company manual that really dials all of that in. So people can win from the beginning now that I have space to do that. Um, but I, I do think that giving ourselves grace and patience and, and knowing about these personality tests can help us communicate and speed that up for sure. Meeting in person, what a gift. Um, and also just this mindset hack that I learned when anytime I think that I don't know this world and I, and I give my authority to somebody that's an expert, somebody outside of, you know, that doesn't necessarily just somebody that I think is higher up in some way, I lose my power. And so when I break it down, it's like, well, I know people, I know relationships. So I used to do this with marketing. I was like, oh, these online digital marketers, they know better. Or these people that know team, they know better. I'm like, well, no, I know people and I know service. So I can come back to that. And I started taking my power back and being like, oh, people just really want to be seen. They want to be validated. They want to be acknowledged. It comes down to some really basic things and also just being um, humble enough to just, you know, also own the parts that we're not good at and we're growing at. I think that's a really good model for, um, yeah, just growing a company and a team that feels like it's a family. It's like, you're all really, you're operating for the same mission and intention and doing your part around it. Oh, yes. Yes. Thank you for sharing that. Well, at the time of recording, we are coming up on the top of the new year, right? So my mind is 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 kind of future focused right now. And it would be super, super intriguing to hear from you just as it relates anything in relation to teams and leadership. Okay. Yeah. So any, yeah. any area is fair game. 
what is in the plan for you in, in the next year or so? Like, are there any back-end tweaks that you're doing? Oh. Any hiring going on? You're shaking your head. Yes. There must be some stuff in the works. So yes. I'm so plan. excited. I'm so excited. So January 3rd, Monday, I have two new hires coming on. I have a director of operations full-time, my first employee. So excited. I also have my customer service girl. She's been with me for a year. She was doing content creation. Love her, but I'm moving her full-time as an employee as well. Again, lean team coming back, lean team right now. My team is in the back end because we're on a break between running this full year certification mastery level program. And so they're optimizing all the back end right now and just organizing and getting us really set up and um, spacious and automated because the first year was about building. Now it's about automation and really being able to scale it with more ease. I'm so excited about that. And then I'm hiring a program manager to really hold the students in a, and I, yeah, I feel so excited about both of them. And for me just to, to over, I, my mind thinks it's over investing in team, but I've never done that. And so it frees me up to stay in my zone of genius and just be really clear with building out a company manual, making sure the team feels celebrated and seen. Some of the things that we're, we're working on is, you know, I hear all the testimonials and like, I get the messages and I see the videos about people deeply changing their lives, but I want to make sure all of that gets translated so that the team can see how they are contributing. So we share that in the Slack channel and the celebrations and to really acknowledge their participation in it and to do in person. I'm, I'm crossing my fingers to both do in person with the company, but also my team to really, to take care of them, to have fun, to, to, I think also them seeing the depth of work that we do together is going to have them buy into the mission in a way that they, I don't know if really ever, because they've been in the back end, they're not necessarily on the calls or not all of them. And I feel like that will be a game changer for them. And for us in terms of um, the glue of us really dropping in a deeper, getting on a deep level, what this is about side note, my dad's a shaman and I did a ceremony with him in September and there, I, I really got the deeper work that my team and I have come here together on a soul contract in a really deep way to help open a deeper wisdom for the collective in a way that we won't take credit for it. And so there's been a, a sacred um, contract or some type of a um, an invitation to help. It's, I see it like a jar, like opening this deeper wisdom to help people access who and what they are in a way that there's a pristine clarity, like we're not going to take credit for that and helping people just wake up and just to say, yes, this is who and what you've always been. And I feel like that's part of the deeper mission and I'm not going to do a ceremony with my, my team, <laughs> but it, it, I can, I can, I have called forward people that really align with that, both the energetic, but also in terms of talent and strategy. And that feels really amazing. So I feel so good about where we're at now and what we're stepping into, but those are some of my goals and some of the things that I'm moving into. Ooh, the year of the, the lean team, hopefully the in-person for a little bit team, the energetic yes. line team. We love to hear it. Yes. yes. <laughs> well, tell us what else is going on for those who have been listening to you and want to get more tuned into, you know, the certification program or anything else that you've mentioned just on the business front, just give them the spiel there. Yeah. So we are doing a confidence and clients boot camp, January 18th to the 22nd. And it's every day giving tools for people to really move beyond the unconscious blocks that have been holding them back, how to accelerate manifestation, feel confident, have a wait list of clients. 
I don't like just telling people, I like to give them an experience. So we're really we giving a lot of value away every day, different prizes and really holding people through. We did this last year and it was insane. People got so much value out of it. I'm excited to share it again. So I'll share with you the link if you want to share it with them uh, to join, but that is absolutely free. It's five days, January 18th to 22nd. And people can learn about the Institute for Coaching Mastery, our year-long mastery level certification program at alissanobriga.com. Oh, beautiful. Okay. So we, we have the website, we know about the bootcamp, where can they hang out with you? Like Instagram, is that where you're yeah, Instagram's great. Yes. Okay. Yes. And DM me. I'm, I'm so available. I like connecting and serving. That's my mantra. So I'm feel free to, to send me a message. I'm always happy to serve or support any way I can. Oh man. Okay. So I'm going to let you go. I promise. But I just feel called to ask one more question. And I really would like to know for the person who has stuck with us through to the end and they just feel super connected, maybe even on a soul level, just one thing that you think that person needs to hear from the seat of you are the leader, you are capable. What what do you want to share with them? To not give your power away thinking that you need to know more or that you don't already know just to quiet your mind and tune in and trust your intuition, trust your body's knowing, because there is an intelligence and a guidance system that will lead you no matter what. And I'm, I had to pause to let that sink in for y'all. And I'm gonna let y'all, if you need to rewind it and listen to that again, rewind it and listen to that again, because that was a moment. Thank you. <laughs> Things that I wish I would have known. It's Love. all, it's all working out in my favor. And it's all here to help me grow and learn if I use it that way. Mm. All right, ma'am. Well, thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. I'm sure that everyone enjoyed the conversation as much as I did. Thank you. So beautiful.